0: I do and every year I've enjoyed one. I think JT has the same haircut that uh, Javier Bardem had in uh, No Country for Old Men. He sort of looks mm. a bit like a serial killer. If yep. he wasn't such a good bloke, yep. you imagine he's probably massacred a thousand prostitutes already. Yeah. I had big raps on Damien Cook early this year. Successful origin series. He's made the kangaroos I was well. complimenting him early, to be fair, but M- um, mainly his moustache. You know what I have noticed about the women's game is their is hairstyles. You're going to have long hair mm. and play the game. You're going to have to keep it pretty tight, but... I'd like to see him go the next level and shave the head. So you just want 34 baldies out there? Or at least one or two in the halves. Welcome back, everybody, to the Voluntary Tackle. I don't believe it. The only NRL podcast guaranteed to somehow sound even more stale after a lengthy layoff. I am your host, Eamon Brown, and today on the show, we'll be giving all of our smug NRL grand final predictions for a match that's already happened discuss the upcoming internationals and ask why the Sea Eagles have invited the man back who skinned them for their feathers and essential oils only just a few years ago. But first, I'm of course joined by the only man brave enough to stake $100 on Sam Obst winning the Dallium medal next year. That problem gambler I speak of is of course Chip Jones. Look, uh, I'd really like to say it's a pleasure to be back. Uh, I can't because... um... I'm disappointed to hear that, mate. I was, I was ready and waiting in all of the previous weeks to do a podcast. But nonetheless, we, we're here after the season's finished. And, and what a season. What a season we had. What a season it was. And I worry here, Chip, that uh, given the fact that our, our seven listeners uh, know we're quite um, emphatic Roosters fans, mm. they might not want to listen to this. Because obviously, 2018 champions, and not just 2018 champions to say, yes, we've won a grand final. But the style in which we did it, Chip, was quite amazing. Well, tough to argue that we're not the best team this year. Um, You know, minor premiership, major premiership. How would that argument go? I'm I'm interested to just play devil's advocate. How Mm -hmm. would the argument go, given that we've won the minor and the major premiership, Mm. for someone to go, but no, I don't think you were the best team? It'd be a fucking tough argument, wouldn't it? Yeah, and Hawkins is dead, so... Exactly. You'd not have to crunch some serious have to, numbers, wouldn't have you? to find some statistics. I mean, what if someone said to you, afraid not, mate, I think it was the Raiders? Yeah, well, I think that speaks for itself. Would you just laugh at them I mean, and then, you know, tickle their groin and say, you know, back to the rubber room with you? Well, whatever floats your boat, I suppose, is acceptable, but, uh, you know... In Canberra, you can do that, by the way. It's I was completely able, legal. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. maybe, I. you know, we could go for the Raiders then. Mm. Yeah, oh, could be I, I actually quite like to mix my uh, prostitution with fireworks, Right. Okay. So you have a flame and hot time. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, have they still got fireworks down there? I heard they've banned that. You know how there were the two selling points of Canberra mm. because it's certainly not anything else mm. uh, was the fact that you could get fireworks. not their and, football team and pornography? Certainly not their their football team. I think at the moment on the tourist brochures for Canberra they just have a, a photo of Ricky Stewart hugging uh, B J Lalua. Now look at this moment. We've we've decided to start with the Raiders. Um, and Which is we, an odd choice, isn't it? We could go through all of the rest of the teams, but I I, I can almost hear the uh, the sigh from our collective seven audience members. <laughs> Mate, um, they, they should know by now that we never stay on point. Surely. Well, I'm just wondering how many other teams we can rag on before we have a gloating, like a gloating out, like we peak gloat, like you know. What is, our peak, what is our peak gloat? <laughs> Um, Well, look, I I, I guess it's the elephant in the room uh, who, uh, ironically, would not have been as effective as Jared Ware Hargraves was in the grand final. Uh, The elephant, of course, is the Roosters' huge win, and I want to put to you, Chip, uh, as we start the show, Mm -hmm. why did the Roosters play so well in that grand final? So it's just as simple as that for you. Just Cooper Cronk. Uh, I I think his radius in proximity to any live ball is um, the difference there, and I think... You know, Cameron Smith knew it. And at the end of the game, I think you've... You know, I mean, from the first second, you, mm. know, you know, Cooper didn't have to touch the ball. But, the, we were winning. We were going to win. My, a- I have an interesting question here for mm. you, Chip. I, I've been pondering this uh, because I'd never seen... I've watched football for a long time, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think I actually watched one from the uterus. Uh, it was a great game. It was Panthers. Oh, I'm not going to go into it. But yeah. I've been watching it a long time. And I've never seen a player run on with the intention of not playing rugby league. It was amazing. That's what Cooper did. It was amazing. I mean, are we talking completely unprecedented, aren't we? I, I mean, of so. course, Mitchell Pearce has been getting away with it for years, but he hasn't been doing it on purpose. Yeah, and I, I actually think that Cooper helped lift the team. Mm, exactly. Had the opposite effect mm, as in, in, the, uh, in, in that game. Absolutely. And, you know, I I noticed uh, in the qualifying final um, against Souths, mm. uh, which we also won. Um, Cheerio that, to any Souths fans. Um was that, you know, Cooper didn't go off, mm. uh, at least until the very end of the game. And, um, you know, he just kept making tackles. He, he kept showing up, as the cliche goes. And and I felt like, you know, 10 minutes before that game finished that we would win the next week, the grand final against Melbourne. So you were that confident, were you? That, well, I was actually confident weeks and weeks before, <coughs> on air, mm. um, suggesting that we would win both the minor and the major premiership. You had to sneak that with, in there, didn't you? Along with some other fantastically accurate uh, predictions this year for Chip. It's been a big year for Chip. I bet. I bet it's probably been a bigger year for Chip than the Roosters, uh, in your opinion. <sighs> well, you know, if I, uh, the only thing I missed out with uh, was Trent Robinson. Can we get him on the, on the, him on the show? Uh, Have you got I, his number? We'll give might, ring. No, I haven't got his number, but I could certainly um, accost him near his house. I know what suburb he lives in. Well, let's get him to the coach whisperer and see okay. if we can get... Trent's what what would we ask Trent? Because it seems like Trent knows everything now, anyway. I mm. mean, the guy wins everything. What mm. could we possibly impart on Robbo that he doesn't already know? Well, I think we'd just ask him what it takes for him to stay for another decade. Yes, I think. I think. I think it would be several mansions, which yes, is fine because Nick's fine. got quite a few of those. Yeah. Just so. th- won't be an issue there. I, another question for you, Chip, uh, that occurs to me now. With the Cooper-Cronk issue mm. of running on without the intention of touching the footy, yep. do you think, in a way, he might have changed the game of NRL? I think he's changed the game. Do you think other teams might deploy the tactic of essentially having a lollipop man run on? Well, th- a specialist lollipop man. A bit like, you know, in the rowing, how they have the uh, the Coxswain who mm. tells everyone, mm. uh, he's really a superfluous person, but he tells them, oh, you know, go faster, yep. stroke in time. Yeah. Cooper sort of essentially did that, didn't he? He said, uh, Hargraves, get the ball, um, act like a psychopath and make 30. And then he did it, yeah. uh, which is genius. Well, it, it is surprising for some of our more intelligent listeners. that mm, That's all uh, of or, them, or, mate. Or, you know, um, rugby league fans in general. Ooh, that well, players that's none don't, of them, mate. That don't know that already. But um, apparently they don't. I, I, you know, I had thought it might be some kind of salary cap get around that, you know, if Cooper didn't actually touch the ball in the game, that we wouldn't have to pay him the million. But nonetheless, I, I think it was worth it either way. You might be onto something there. Do you think they might get a concession per touch? So if Cooper Cronk plays on next year, but he only touches the ball during the season maybe nine times, we might get him for, I don't know, $33.50. Well, I would have really liked to see uh, Mitchell Pierce hang around at the Roosters, which I mentioned before, um, and in that game, it would have been excellent to just have Cooper run behind him, just telling him, "Don't pass yet. Wait. No step. Run. Pass." N-n-n- you're improving. So basically, have Kronk be the puppet master yeah. for Mitchell Pierce. Yeah. Just, just in his ear. Yeah, but the problem is that I've observed with Mitchell Pierce is that he doesn't listen Sorry. while he's on the field. Sorry, what? Mitchell Pierce. He... Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, I see what you're doing. Very good. I like your shtick. I like it. It's too good for me. It's frankly. A big one. Check this out. I'll swing it around the other way. Please don't. Please don't. Um, no, don't fucking choke on it. Just <laughs> compose yourself. Now, mate, we did have a, a poll, actually, that we put out to our audience in the lead up to this. And by the way, we probably should say this from the outset. Uh, well, it's not really the outset now, You're but we we'll say sorry. it. are very sorry. We are very You're sorry, very sorry <laughs> for not turning up for... Uh, I haven't clocked the amount of days, but I think it was about the same amount of time as those kids were in that Thai cave. Um, something like 60 days or something. So apologies. Um, it wasn't done with any intention. Uh, we do love you all. Um, it's just that I thought uh, and Chip thought we were just too important to be here. It didn't well, we Chip. M- mostly there were a few too many wee's in that, in that statement. I think, you know, your incontinence... I don't urinate during the, the bodily, show at all anymore. Uh, ...there was interesting. But the last part of that was especially nice because you actually said that, you know, you thought... ...or the words you used were I thought and Chip thought... So, that, that, uh, thanks for including me. I appreciate yeah, it. That's, and mate, and that. That's made It's a team. I would feel left out as well as let down. We're like the two Ronnie's. That would be a shame. Obviously, you're Ronnie Corbett and I'm Barker. Well, I do my best. Um, you know, Should just... I get to this poll? <laughs> Let's get to it later, Ronnie. Nice one, mate. Look, we did put out a poll, and it was a question about Mitchell Pearce, actually. Uh, We asked our audience, what was Mitch Pearce thinking the moment after the 2018 Grand Final siren went off? And the options we had for you were... Did he win? Could he use a bit more panic? Uh, What's a scapula? Uh, I signed for how many years? Or been there, done that? And disappointingly, uh, Chip... Most people have backed Piers here. Fifty four percent said been there, done that, which seems quite pro Pierce. Hold, hold on a minute. Yes. Um are they referring to winning a grand final? Correct. Right. And of course Pierce did do that and he did yeah, he he one in twenty four. Yeah, he didn't have heaps to do with it, did he? He's when you think st- about think it. I think he still had a bit more... I mean, Cooper Cronk did it with less involvement, arguably. I know. Well, yeah, he did it just for words. Yeah. Uh, essentially, he, he basically turned up with a PowerPoint presentation on the field and said, this is how we can win. Yeah. And Score it more points. That's great. I think the lollipop man idea could be a goer um, in the NRL in 2019. I'd be very interested to know if other teams start employing it. Uh, who, who Out of all the teams in the NRL... Who could use a lollipop man figure like Kronk the most? That's a really great question. Thank um, you. Look, ma- maybe uh, we could get JT to come back for the Cowboys next season and just, just lollipop them a little bit. Yep. Uh, I think that would help. Cause Transition. Quite, the great thing about JT doing that is that um, in his last season, he did appear to be quite old. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, most lollipop men are about 98 because yep. they can't do anything else. Yep. They're useless. Um, so JT, perfect role for him. Great sort of, uh, you know, they're always talking about what life after footy looks like. Uh, for JT, a lollipop man, obviously it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, life after football, it, it's not a great haircut uh, no. for JT there. But I think, you know, let's, let's get that headgear back on him and just drop him back 10 metres and he can, um, you know, call some plays. Or suggest some place. I think JT has the same haircut that uh, Javier Bardem had in uh, No Country for Old Men. He sort of looks mm. a bit like a serial mm-hmm. killer. If yep. he wasn't such a good bloke, you'd yep. imagine he's probably massacred a thousand prostitutes already. Yeah. Just he, my thoughts. Yeah. Well, yeah. don't don't imply that he has. That's, no, that's I would, def- grounds I for defamation. I, would, I wouldn't do that. We'd wouldn't wouldn't get in trouble. Um, there's another. Obviously, this grand final had a lot of key moments as well, Chip. Uh, namely for me, I think my favourite moment uh, was when Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk came together. And uh, Cooper Cronk looked to have been strangling uh, Cameron Smith a bit like Ted Bundy would, a sedated prostitute. Um, my question to you is, what do you think it was that was said between them in that moment? Oh, look, uh, that's, that's a great question. It, it could even be a cause for a poll. There, um, well, should we should be chuck it out there. Maybe I could come up with an A, B, and you could do a C or a D. Um, we're going to have to put some thought thought to that. Okay, um, I mean, I, it, was, it was personal. I think it, it was I personal. think it, it definitely appeared personal, didn't it? Because I noticed uh, that Cameron Smith looked quite jovial; he was smiling, even though his team was getting smashed. Mm. And Cooper Cronk, not so much. And that could have been the fact that you know he felt like his arm was being decapitated because mm. uh, he had a broken scapula, or it could have been the fact that these guys truly do not like each other anymore. Hmm. Do you think there's any uh, truth to the rumour that those two just hate each other's guts now? I think it might be, um, you know, when Cooper said to Cameron, um, I've got a bit of a rap for you. And He said, what's that? And he says, well, your missus reckons you're actually a better root than I am. More after this. It's, we're into the international season, uh, Chip. It's a domestic uh, mm. season. Well, it's not in our division mirror because I'm still masturbating to that win uh, for the Roosters uh, yep. to this day. So mm-hmm. it hasn't finished for me. But for other fans of NRL... They want to look at something else. Exactly. Yep. So they've invested in the Kangaroos versus New Zealand game, which happened just last week. Largely still Roosters, but... Oh, 100%. It's basically a Roosters mm. event. Uh, a lot of reps there, but it was a bit of a boil over. Uh, mm. New Zealand knocked off Australia, and I think it's important for us to note on the show that in the Australian team, a lot of new faces, no JT, no Cameron yep. Smith, no Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, we all know what happened there, um, and most damagingly of all, uh, no no Daly Cherry Evans. Um, is this the weakest Kangaroos team do you think we've ever fielded? Look, I, I, I think it's a good, I actually think it's going to be a good team. I think it's going to take a while to gel. Um, a lot of debutantes, uh, you know, it, it, it is tough playing in New Zealand. No matter, you know, mm. when, when you play them, it's always been more difficult than, than not. They make a great uh, home, uh, home ground advantage when their fans show and up. And why is that? I, I'm, the first thing to come to mind is uh, a, a hucker on home turf. Mm. Very intimidating. Definitely. Um, especially when uh, you go to leave the ground and people are still huckering you because mm. uh, you're in New Zealand and they're yep. like, well, fuck you, and then they fuck you up in the car park. Yep. Um, that kind of thing definitely puts you off your game. Mm. I mean, is that the, it, that's the kind of home ground advantage. And it's also bitterly cold. Well, there's that too, yeah. It, it yeah. certainly gets the, um, the shrinkage factor in. Do you think that's a part of it, the fact oh. that they've all got small penises because of the cold weather? It I don't know. if it's just that, but... Mm. It, it's if anything, that would make you do more with aerodynamic, wouldn't it? Because you've got less meat. Well, you, you you know you you're not as scared of running as fast, put it that way, because you're not going to get that kind of Matt Shervington collisioning going down <laughs> when you're running. There's no, there's not going to be that chaffage. You're not going to get side to side that side wobble, lateral chaffage. Yeah, kind of yeah, you've probably got you know, a point there on on your man cleavage. Yeah, sure though. I don't, it's amazing he actually managed to run good times because essentially he was just running with a a dropped anchor. It looked like he had. <laughs> That's right, he's uh, <laughs> wondering he didn't trip over himself. <laughs> yeah, poor Chervo. If Chervo played league, he might have got sent off for tripping at times. <laughs> yeah, he um, he just had a great sideways motion. <laughs> it's so clear no, in my mind. <laughs> no, please, get rid of this imagery. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. I mean, you're far more generous and charitable uh, to the Kangaroos performance chip than I am mm. because... For me, this Kangaroos team kind of reminds me of that uh, film, The Replacements, with Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Probably about 2001, vintage. I think I I did watch it. Uh, Well, basically, all the good players are off Mm. on strike, and so all the shit players come in. Get a chance. Yeah, except in this case, it's permanent, because all the players are not going to come back, the good ones. Yeah, I think maybe if Australia had a problem there, it was, as you mentioned, off air, um, mainly in the forwards, I would think. Mm. Um, I think the addition of, you know, Latrell Mitchell, um, you're not you're not really going to find too much better than there, unless you go on the other side and look at Manu, who yeah. arguably, I mean, I, I think everyone I think expected Luttrell to get over Manu, but you, you can't say that he did. I mean, it, at best, it was even if if not Manu maybe had an edge I there. Think Ma- I think Manu won on points. Yeah, it was pretty... He, he wrong-footed him at one point and scored mm. um, just straight through him, which, you know, And Luttrell's defence this year has been a lot better. Mm. Uh, Manu, we've been big fans of Manu for a while. We yep. can... We've got it on record. Uh, Not that anyone's accusing us of lying. Um, That'd be strange. Um, But I think the rugby league world is just waking up to just how good this kid is. Well, they just need to listen to the podcast a bit more. I mean, If if we can get it out with a bit more regularity next time, there might be... A bit easier to do, but I, but I feel I like you're having a shot at me, mate. If, if you uh, if you listen back through the episodes this year, you'll hear mm. some perlers. I mean, we we picked Manu. Yep, I had big raps on Damien Cook early this year. Yep, um, successful origin series He's made the Kangaroos. As I was well. complimenting him early, to be fair, but M- um, mainly his moustache. Not so much his hooker play. Moustache, isn't it a good moustache? That's a great moustache. I find a moustache uh, in the modern age because so many players have them now. Uh, you know, you, you're Regan Campbell Gillard, for example. But I feel like Cook. Is ahead of everyone because he makes his moustache look decidedly French. He almost mm. looks like he should be uh, in that sitcom, a lower low. I don't know if you remember that one or not. Makes me think he's got, and and bear with me here. Okay. Make, makes me think he's got a pale eye colour, like blue or green eyes. I think he does because that moustache it just highlights that colour in your eyes so somehow. Do you think he stylized that on purpose? I, I I think he's I think he's done it for a joke mm. and he's caught himself in the mirror and went fuck that's that's great that's actually quite i don't know how i feel about that mm. i You've, might just i've given myself it. inadvertently the eyes of a gargoyle yeah i'm like I'm i've like, got no soul i look kind of well french yeah well pretty well, much. exactly which i think a synonym for a gargoyle can we get him in the uh saint george jersey you know like one of those traditional red and white yeah, stripes real french yeah. yeah maybe a beret yeah. um in with a couple I of big long be good with a beret. Oh, absolutely. Um, He'd probably, if you'd be, this would be the piece de resistance, French, um, if we actually armed him with a piano accordion as well as he played, uh, like those French buskers. Um, So he had the beret, the piano accordion, and possibly a a diseased monkey on his left shoulder. Maybe we could make the uh, extending part of the accordion out of a football. Oh, okay. Now you're so really thinking. Get some rugby league in there, and he can pick it up and take. And they still won't catch him. Okay, he can pick that accordion. He'd be gone. Well, they'd be distracted, Chip. They'd be going, "What the fuck is he doing?" Yeah, and he'd be off. But look, we're drifting a little bit. Uh, I'm going to get it back on point here. Uh, back to the internationals now. Jared Ware hargraves I thought, was Again, the best player for New game. Zealand. Had a huge game. Had a huge season. Uh, which is why I'm, I'm here to uh, tax your opinions here, Chip. Mm. What has changed in Jared's life? Because only 12 to 18 months ago, this guy was playing pretty shit. He, I, at one point, I did think um, he had some kind of osteoporosis. He clearly doesn't, or mm. he's, he's found some kind mm-hmm. of hormone to get the calcium bondage back. Yep. Um, what, do you, what has happened in his personal life to get him back to where he is now, which is the best forward in the world if, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think he he may have contracted frienditis uh, earlier in the season um, because, you know, Jake was struggling. And, um, he was, he, yeah. He looked like he had some kind of flu or malaise. <laughs> and um, I think Jared may have caught a little bit of that. And I, th- I think it was great that he started to come good um, at a time in the season where we needed him. Mm. And also... You know, he didn't want to be out-toughed by the backs. He didn't, you know. And and, And and, and for me, he played a lot angrier. Remember the early Jared where you go, he's a great player, but he's a bit too angry because he gives away 19 penalties. That's right. Uh, And then he kind of curbed it in. And around 2013, when we won, he had that nice balance. No, we also won this year. Well, that's true, but I'm giving you the chronology. Oh, I see. So then he sort of went off the boil, and he almost became too nice. Yep. At one point, it was like he was a caricature of his a former too self. A bit matey? A bit matey. Perhaps. You know, he'd yeah. put someone on their ass, and then he'd help them up and yeah, ruffle their hair. Yeah. And you go, no, the old Jared would have spat in his face and stole yeah. his dull check. That's right. Um, and that's what we've got back, uh, thank- thankfully. But I want to know... How is Jared making himself this angry? What does he have to do in his private life mm. to get himself that kind of requisite, uh, you know, bitterness towards aggression. the opposition? I'm wondering, uh, obviously, he's married. Is he, is he making his partner treat him badly? Perhaps potentially, I don't know, putting needles in her pubic hair so that the mm. sex hurts or, mm. I mean, like the strawberry farmer mm. terrorism? I don't know. Uh, what do you think? I think he's, um, he's just been uh, watching some uh, radical leftist feminist videos and he's Ooh, it's, that it's, would make me right it's just really really fired him up right. uh, you know to go off in the one spot where you still can beautiful what if he's just watching consecutive episodes of the bachelorette that'd make me fucking mad yeah i i just yeah you'd, you i think you'd be giving away more penalties if, you you, if, right. if that had happened you, you'd, you you just wouldn't be wanting any fucking play, play. you just want violence that's true. Although, if anything, uh, watching lots of The Bachelorette might actually lower your testosterone and uh, heighten your estrogen, um, which would be counterproductive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chip, hmm. some breaking news. Well, it's not that breaking. It's a couple of days old. But it looks like this is going to be true. Okay. Des Hasler, I don't know if you remember him, he's the guy with the, the mullet. Uh, from Great haircut. The bulldo- yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, he got let go of the Bulldog. He's like the Trump of the NRL. A little bit, mm. although I think Des is a fair bit more intelligent, to be, f- which, to be which, fair. Which club can he make great again? Well, it appears to be the Manly Seagulls. Now, uh, for the, any listener that uh, is unaware, uh, Des obviously coached the Eagles for a long time, uh, but they left under very acrimonious circumstances, Chip. Uh, mm. In fact, it was so bad that when he left and took a bunch of players with him, um, the Eagles actually went to the trouble of airbrushing Des Hasler out of the twenty eleven premiership photo, which I think is the kind of um, pretty kind of, kind of bitterness that you'd imagine a sort of a a really highly emotional pathological uh, ex partner might do. You know yeah. how they they want to keep all the photos, but they rip you out of yes. them. Um, I know yeah. that's happened to you a number of times. Yes. I've had a word to your mum about that. Yeah. I think she's been way out of line. I wish oh, we should never have got together. No, but my question to you, mate, uh, what can Des Hasler bring to Manly that they don't already have? I think he can take the players down to the Stain. Okay. Yes The Stain Hotel in Manly, and just cause a big old fight. Let's just get some tables and chairs involved, Des. Mm. Let's bring back some blood and guts to the Manly side. So would Des be bashing the players? I'm just trying to catch up with your processing. Oh look, I think you know. Let's just have a free for all. Okay. You know, I mean, look, you know, this, it's maroon and white, right? Mm. Bone and blood. Let's get some fucking fiber back in our lunchbox here, Des. <sighs> Is it still is it uh, the bone and blood thing with the maroon and white with Manly? Because I always thought it was um, the the color of a check versus the color of a share portfolio. Is, is that, I see. Is that different? Yep. I, am, am I wrong there or not? Well, I think that's where we've gotten to. I, th- I think they have become somewhat soft. Mm. I mean, you, you know, I mean, were they good defensively this year? No. Okay. Were they good in offense this year? On the field? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, did they, they have some off-field problems? They, they they had some. There was some real starch in their defence off the field, especially between yep. Jackson Hastings and DCE. Yeah. Um. You know they really gave it to each other. Uh, it's just unfortunate they never saved it up for the eighty minutes on the field. On the field, mm. yeah. Do you think Trent Robinson uh, may have given um. Given a few sage words of words of advice for Mr Hastings before he headed out to Manly? Do you think he primed him? I think so. He said, "Jacko, come here, mate. Um, fuck off." Yeah. Yeah, you are polluting firstly. our team. Yeah, yeah. firstly First fuck, we'll off. fuck off. But before you fuck off, um you've ruined everything. Never yeah. come back. But you but you are better than DCE. And when you get there, mm. I reckon you should tell him that. What well, do you think he sabotaged? I think him. he That's sent beautiful, him down isn't there. it? Yeah, he probably I right. I think he said, before he said mate, fuck off. Mm. He just cooked him up a little bit. Yeah, sent him on the road with a bit of mm. coleslaw. By for the, the way, DCE. Jacko, DCE, he, um he's been saying awful things about your nipples, mate. And uh look, Manly almost wanted to pull the deal, and I said it right. But when you get there, mate, have a go. That is so Robbo to think three or four years ahead, mm-hmm. isn't it? He's, he's playing that's a game that's of excellent, chess. That's, excellent. Uh, well, look, if, I'm thinking if Des Hasler was to bring anything to Manly, the first thing he should bring um, is some crowds uh, because at least at least more than the 1,000 people that they're getting at Brookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, it's not Brookie anymore, is it? It's Lotto Land, or, oh, is, yeah. it, or is it Scratch My Penis? Or what is it called, the Scratchy Tickets? No, I'm not going to do that. No, that's fine. Please don't. Um, but no, whatever that ground's called now. Scratch it um, hurt. You, you wouldn't want that anyway. <laughs> um, potentially, they should probably at least bring some ticket numbers, I would have thought. Um, in fact, I don't know if you read this. I was reading uh, just in the SMH on the way to this podcast that apparently the crowds have been so bad at Manly this year, they're actually thinking of playing the 2019 games um, out of Dally Cherry Evans's sixth en Oh, wow, the sixth... Because- Really scaling yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. That's quite a scale down. I mean, if, you, if you're going to play in the second or third, I could see an easy transition. Yeah, big but, venues. But, but yeah. uh, the sixth, gee. This, is, this might seem like a bit of a digression, but um, Des Hasler, his hair. Is there a point where Des Hasler uh, gets to a certain age where he just has to chop off the mullet? Well, can you be too old to rock the kind of mullet he's rocking now, is my I think, question. I think the only time you can rock a mullet is when you're getting older. I mean, that's when it counts. Really? I mean, if, look, if you're rocking a mullet at the age of 14, some grubby, pimpled-out teenager from Penrith, yeah. it's not really that impressive. Isn't that where it belongs, though? Yeah, Because at it least it's all sorts of wrong to begin with. But if you, can, if you can be rocking that same haircut at the age of 66, you've got to pay some respect. But I, mean, I, I don't know if he is rocking it, Chip. Well, maybe not rocking it yet, no. but I reckon if we got the sides trimmed up some mm. and just went you know, for a bit of actual... Clarification on the mullet. We, you know, I'm not convinced about it. You know, I, I think it worked for him back in the '90s and mm. possibly the early noughties, But now he sort of looks like. Can you remember uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when yep. the guy drinks the wrong Holy Grail and he gets that yes. old grey hair? Yes. That's sort of the way Des looks now. Yeah, okay. probably, but just not quite as grumpy. Yeah, so I, I see what you mean there, and 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 it was a great. Uh a great show. It's a great I, scene. Remem- I remember the Great the, scene. The, the great the effects idiot. for its day, yeah. mate. 1989. Yeah. Sean Connery at his absolute peak. Now, back to the league, though. Uh, what about poor old Toove's, mate? Because uh, he's been forced to go back and be an accountant. I don't know if you're aware of this. He can't get a gig anywhere. So he's gone back to his first trade, which is accountancy. This is Jeff Toovey. This is Jeff Toovey. That, that's sort of a fate worse than death, in a way, isn't it? Should we have a bit of a charity appeal for Toove's? Because as far as I'm concerned... He wasn't a bad coach. Yeah, look, I, I, he was a passionate coach and he, and he certainly knew the game. Mm. I I think he fell into that um, pothole, perhaps, of being a, f- a really friendly guy off the field and maybe coming across like a bit of a dick everywhere else. Right. Or like on the field. He wasn't well liked. Yeah. Was As a coach, was he running on the field? That's a fucking no-no for a start. Yeah, I think every time he got near the sideline, people went, mate... I don't like you. We we in, in fact I don't think you should be any. I, here's my tax return. Let's start with that. <laughs> uh well I think you could balance the books a, a mm. fair bit better than uh the Penn family. I think family. it's going to be an improvement for him. I think it's probably, probably I don't think he's happy. I I, I got to say there's another little phenomenon with uh, Jeff Toovey that I don't think's ever been discussed on a media platform. So this is an exclusive. This I is think never before. For the voluntary tackle. Wow. I, I assume that no one's ever questioned this but when he played, Jeff Toovey had quite a young, youthful voice. Mm. Tenor was quite high. Yep. And now it's very, very gravelly. Low register. Uh, have we got a medical opinion on why Jeff Toovey's voice box is essentially disintegrated? It's probably got something to do with his balls. Right. Okay. I would think. I hate the imagery of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Parramatta chip. No. Um, now, I know you don't want to talk about them no. because you've never been a fan, which is fair enough. Um, as it turns out, their fans aren't fans yep. a lot of the time. Mm. Um, but there's a big thing happening this week. Uh, obviously, Parramatta Stadium has been torn down um, and it has been replaced by this sort of uh, you know, Western Sydney Stadium, I think it's called. It's aren't they big. getting the uh, SFS? Are they relocating I the think, SFS? I think that's what's happening. Are you sure? I think so. A bit like London Bridge. Did they take it apart piece by piece yeah. to relocate it? They get a big truck. and Right. Send it west. And does that mean we get Parramatta Stadium? Is no, it a bit no, of a quick no, quo no, no, pro thing? No, no. no, shit flows downhill, mate. Right, okay. Well, that's a shame. I mean, I wouldn't want Parramatta Stadium anyway. Pertec, I believe it was called. That's right. right. We should make sure we get our brands right, at the very least. But uh, very puzzlingly, Chip, uh, the Parramatta Eels have come out this week and said, I don't know if we want to play there. Mm. So this big wackadoo stadium's been built for a lot of money and the Eels have said, halfway through construction... I don't know if it's for us. I think what, what, what they might be saying is not sure we can win. I think that might be. Do you think they just want to take the year off? I think they might need a break. Mm. I think we should, you know, give, give Parramatta's games back to Adelaide <laughs> and. Um, Turn them into the Rams for a year. Yeah, let's give them a break. That's not bad. Sort a few things out they probably have a a little bit more success as the Rams. Get the roster together. The Rams are a more formidable club than the Eels. Mm. Uh, Well, you might be right. I mean, where would they play? Uh, Obviously, Adelaide's one option, but do you think there's a chance that if they don't play at this big stadium, that they just go on the road the whole year? They do play in 2019, Mm. Uh, but they they go to places that you wouldn't expect, like Pyongyang. Okay, like uh, away-away games. A fuckload away, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, North Korea could be an option, or even Nimbin. Yeah, well, let's start with those two. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're really your obvious choices, aren't I think they? so, yeah. They're the two that just came to mind. They're, they're, I mean, they're straight off the top. <laughs> They've got so much in common. <laughs> You'd be going to Nimbin and Pyongyang. I think... Sorry, as an aside, how funny is the image of Kim Jong-un being in Nimbin would he, would, he, would he kind okay. of like, when in Rome situation, do you think he'd strip down to his fucking thongs pair and of stubbies. Hemp, hemp shorts yep. and just, you know, bludge off the system? A pair <laughs> of stubbies busting a plugger. Just smoking a duzz. I would do anything to say that. Anyway, back to the eels. Um, now, uh, could they just, uh, for instance, put Jared Hayne on a sabbatical? Um, Have they still got him on the roster? Is he gone? St- They've still got him. Really? Yeah. In Hasn't fact, he- we'll get to it. There's some development on Jared yeah, Haynes. so that's a teaser. He's, he's got to. He's got to be leaving. Surely. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you've, yeah a season's enough. I they, think. I think. I mean, how much worse does he want him to get? I don't think he's a perfectionist. Jared. They don't even want their fucking stadium. He wants to really drill them into the dirt. They haven't even built the stadium, and they don't want it. <laughs> I mean, his work is done. Surely. To be fair to the Eels, if you'd seen them play this year. Uh, they're probably making a good call in saying, I don't want to play next year mm. at this... St- because they wouldn't it, they wouldn't match the surroundings, you know. It'd be a, a great new stadium, it's a great aesthetic, huge mm. crowds, and then Parramatta just turn up and play the way they played this year. Yeah, and then Parramatta show up, yeah. Yeah, so they'd seem even shitter, yeah. is what I'm saying. Uh, do you think that could be factoring into their mentality here? I think maybe we need to get a, uh, you know, a Cooper Cronk slash JT slash someone else kind of lollipop man for Parramatta I mean who do we get how do we inspire them we get some do they have to know, be in like from rugby league so what's Jim Dimmick doing is he still busy at the yeah he's still a coach he's still busy he's, at I mean, the he's an Bulldogs? Assistant somewhere I think yeah, yeah he could be at the Bulldogs yeah. right. okay what yeah. about uh Hindmarsh is he still uh, around I think he's or? trying to be funny on Foxtel is he still trying yeah, okay. yeah. um Ooh, who, who could else we, can get? we get Eric oh, Roth no he's in trouble no is he I don't think he's in trouble. He's he's just, not. In fact, he's a rival podcast mate, don't mention him. Is he? I think he's got something called... Well, I, he I think be, it's called The should... Undergrowth. Is it? I think so. That's not a bad name. It's a great name. Yeah. yeah. Well, although he tends get... to talk about religion too much. Does he? Yeah. Well, I think we should encourage him to get on the lollipop. I'd love to. If anyone uh, knows Eric Growth and happens to listen to this show, so of course I'm speaking to you 17 people and mum. Um, if you know Eric Growth, mum, uh, can you get on to him? Because <laughs> we'd love to have him on the show, wouldn't what, we? Why, why would your mum... No, Mate, Eric. she's a very she's a social butterfly. She okay. knows everyone. Um, Is this, I Don't yeah. know how she gave birth to me. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, I didn't. I don't think Eric's. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that out there. <laughs> um, now threaded stock. I think not. <laughs> now we could be conflating this story. It might not be the fact that the Parramatta Eels don't want to play at this mm. new Wisbech Stadium. Okay. They just might not want Mitchell Moses. To play at the stadium. Because I don't know if you noticed, but this year um, they hated his guts. Yeah. It's very odd to see a team play, actually. You've got 17 guys mm. um, and 16 of them really hate the one guy. It's tough. So you get – and it's a key position. He plays mm. halfback mm. Or, or sometimes five eight, or vice versa. And he's got the ball and he's trying to run and, and deliver a pass and everyone goes, fuck you, mate. No, fuck you. I'm not running for I you. I want it um so i think that might have had something to do with their ills this year well look i tend to agree it's tough excuse me it's tough to work it's tough to work with people if they don't like you mm. that's that's for sure i mean what could he do oh, well yeah good question what could mitchell moses do to make well himself liked. more appealing yeah um Could he, maybe, a cunt maybe. maybe well that'd be a start be, let's start it? with that yeah then um, then what? Stop wiping your ass of everyone else's uniform. Definitely. In the locker room. Was that him? Yes. I don't know if they yeah. found out who that was yet. No, no, no. He was, was the Skid, skidmark poo He Pustainer. was the skidmark kid. Yep. Okay. And I think he was also joining that guy who was jogging. Do you remember the guy who was jogging and shitting on someone's porch? Okay. I don't know if you saw that story. And setting it on fire. I saw something this week where a um, guy that was getting bullied in an uh, American high school... Mm. Was that uh, Moses? ...spiked the lemonade with... Um, like a um, horse laxative. A horse laxative? Yeah, right. And everyone was like... It was it was messy. And every, it, lots of people crying. I could imagine if you took a... As a human being, you took a horse laxative, you'd probably just shit your organs. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back to the Voluntary Tackle. Now, here on the show, uh, obviously, uh, we don't want to be uh, one-eyed. Uh, we want to make sure that we're, uh, I guess, inviting... All types of perspectives to the show, which is why uh, I've taken it upon myself to invite one Reginald J. Huntingworth on the show today. Uh, Now, uh, Reg, uh, I guess, is a fairly unabashed uh, Rugby Union fan, so I'm I'm very interested to get his thoughts on uh, the world of rugby league. And he joins us now. Uh, Reg, hello. Listen to me, you little shit. The name's Reginald.
1: Reginald J. Huntingworth. I should be addressed as such. What was your name, young man?
0: Uh, my name is uh, Eamon Brown. I probably should have introduced myself. I'm sorry, Reg, I didn't know, I didn't mean to offend you.
1: Once again, Reginald, and, uh, thank you very much, Evan, for having me on this um, podcast, I believe. It's like a radio show. That you don't make any money, no one listens or cares. Is that
0: correct? Well, that's basically it in a nutshell, uh, Reginald. Um, look, I mean, Fantastic. Uh, you, you've obviously listened uh, from the sounds no, of it. My-
1: told me that I need to go under this as some form of community service for my terrible driving record. They say terrible driving record. I mean, I'm just saying it's a one-way street. I'll drive my Bentley wherever I damn well please, my God.
0: Out of interest, uh, whereabouts in Sydney do you live?
1: No, God, there's only two places to live in Sydney. That's north of the bridge or the be Dead. There's only two places you should be.
0: I see. Well, that's a very definite opinion and look, you know the premise for you uh, being on the show today. We're very interested yes. to canvas um, all strata's of society, which is why we've gone to you, uh, who is uh, I guess from what I can tell just a, a shameless elitist.
1: Yes, I imagine there's not too many of them who are quite into this game of rugby. League, I
0: believe you call it. Look, uh, Reginald, uh, I'm not sure if you how well uh, versed you are in the game of rugby league. I know you've obviously watched at least five minutes of a game there. Um, but the grand final, did you happen to catch the grand final and the great Cooper Cronk powering his way through a uh, broken shoulder, essentially? Well, I
1: mean, it wasn't really that tough for him. I mean, from what I've read about this Cooper Cronk fellow, I mean, the way they speak of him in those Melbourne papers, he must be something horrendous criminal, but they've allowed their good graces to the play in a walk in the park for
0: them, I imagine. Well, I've got another question for you, Reginald. Um, Australia. Oh. Australia went down to New Zealand uh, in a test match yes. last week. Now, this was uh, this was quite a boil over. No one expected New Zealand to win. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Why do you think uh, Australia wasn't able to beat New Zealand?
1: Well, with the security of these, uh, these events, like, I only imagine a higher calibre of spectators could um, could be blamed for this, and then we, we could possibly do better, I mean, <laughs> <to say.
0: laughs> Well could say. That's an interesting point, Reginald. So you are saying uh, that the crowd had an influence on the result, is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, watching this game of um, you know, somebody picking a ball up running to each other then hopping around on the ground like a wounded pheasant, I mean, uh, you know, what do you expect? What do you expect there, Hayden?
0: Well, I mean, a rugby league is the greatest game of all, Reginald. You won't get me to condemn it. Uh, and as a rugby fan, as you know, uh, everyone runs around and tries to hog the ball all the time because generally the footy is jewel encrusted, uh, as is the nature and strata of your class. But look, let's not get bogged down in some kind of class debate. Oh, you a bad thing. I mean, I can't help but detect even a little bit of hostility towards them. Not the at all. Not at all, uh, not at all, Reginald. In fact, I've I've learned uh, it took a life lesson to learn never get into an argument uh, with a rugby union fan uh, because they will sue you for defamation um, and be successful. Very close
1: myself, I must say. I'm not Hmm. too sure how we represented
0: up this interaction. Who do you think is going to win the competition next year?
1: Usually, lowered myself to here to allow people in my regular polo meetups to discuss the, team, the Sydney Roosters. I believe. I mean, I, I feel like I may have something you know, in common with some of those players. Well, they're the, um... great,
0: the greatest team of all.
1: Right, right, okay. Yeah. I mean, so, I have no idea about how they play. I just know purely about the um, sort of money that they can uh, get at a moment's notice. So they, they seem to be more my kind of cup of tea, if
0: you will. Reginald, I'm, I'm interested just on a personal level. Uh, your, your name is Reginald J. Huntingworth. Uh, what does the J stand for? Juxtaposition. I see. I, I was informed it was Jew hater.
1: Okay. I go with juxtaposition.
0: to position. It's got the J. I mean, what other letters did you need in it, really? Reginald, it's been a pleasure, and we hope you have you back on a show uh, in future weeks. Thanks for your time. OK, thank you. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about the woman's game. Or the women's game, I should say. Ooh, what do you mean by the woman's game? The women's game, mate. But why would you... Is that, is that like a sexist... Are you being chauvinistic when oh, you mate, say... Like, don't dive into your weird political no, I'm analysis you. Well, you straight away. You've only got to say no if you're not. It's not that hard. Well, it's, it's the game of NRL that women play. And it's a, it's a game for all of us. You're quite right. I shouldn't call it the women's game because it's a, everyone can tap into it. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is it wrapped up. It had, we had its first competition uh, for the NRL this year. And I wanted to canvas your thoughts on what you thought and made of the first female competition. I actually didn't watch any of it. Okay, it's um, going to make this segment tough. Um, I, I understand that the the Roosters made the final against Brisbane. I think it was. Yes, that's correct. And Brisbane and handed Brisbane, us our own arse. Brisbane well, won. Hand us our own. It's tits. It's a bit difficult to hand. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you've changed. I mean, women have asses. They do. They yeah, do. But, but I, I want don't it to think be more. I like you talking about them, and particularly keep your hands off them. Okay, and and their tits. Well, for the record, also. I don't molest female NRL players. Don't any tits or asses. I, you know what I have noticed about the women's game is their, oh. is their hairstyles. They they've got these kind of corn rolled back <laughs> hair. I I mean, which would make sense, right? If you're going to have long hair mm. and play the game, you're going to have to keep it pretty tight. But I'd like to see them go the next level and shave the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, for what reason? Because you, you you're just worried. Just because you want it. There's too much hair pulling. Just because you want the ball. Right. Okay. So you just want thirty four baldies out there. Or at least one or two in the halves. (laughs) You know? It's it's, it's like if you really want the ball and you've got a, you know, if I'm standing next to a guy with a mullet and we're both calling for it, but I'm bald, I'm probably (laughs) going to get the ball. If we're in a female game and you're bald and you're calling for the ball, (laughs) you know you really want it. Well, mate, I didn't think the conversation would go this way, um, I'm going to be honest. Um, and I can't even tell if you've got a point. All I have is a, a, an image of angry Anderson <laughs> and Now, uh, obviously, we're, we're huge on social media, Chip. Um, yep. That's a, a bit of a value judgment. But I'm pretty sure on Twitter, if you have more than 70 uh, followers, okay. you're as, as big as Kanye. Yep. Um, and that's all we have. So we're, we're pretty huge. And we've got some questions, uh, some viewer questions. quite a big deal. I think so. Um, and this question, uh, and I say singular because we only got one, uh, comes from Mario, uh, who asked us to answer this question. Is that Media Watch, Mario? I believe so, mate. Good the one and only. Um who is the biggest fraud in the NRL? Look, I reckon it's... I, you know, this might seem a bit left field, but I reckon it's the mascot for the Roosters. The, the mascot? The giant chicken? I mean, why why is, he, why is he actually like aggravating Cooper Cronk's broken scapula? It, it was a bit of a weird move, wasn't it? Because um, everyone knew he had a dud shoulder and he went and slapped him on it. It was almost as though... The rooster wasn't really going for us. I think I think it might be like some kind of counterinsurgency. Right. And that makes him fraudulent because you think, as a mascot, you should probably support the team that, that you're, you're the mascot that of. you're supposed to be supporting. Yeah. I yeah. think there's a good chance that Greg Inglis was inside that costume. Could well have been. I yeah. think he probably had a few too many to drink that night. Yeah, and then he drove home. That's and, what gave uh, him away. He drove home as the giant chicken. And, of course, when he went past the RBT, they went the fuck's in the giant? That's the guy who bashed crime. I think what he, what he did was he made the mistake of taking the chicken head off. Right. So look, there's Greg Inglis in a rooster's... No, pull him over. Right. But if he drove home with the head on, they would have went, Ah, oh, that's It's the a, rooster guy. It's a rooster, you know, driving all over the road at 180. Yep. Um, but that seems normal. Yep. But because he... It was, Ingl- it was half Greg Inglis. a bit like one of those creatures out of Greek mythology, half Greg Inglis, it's half chicken. You know, I mean, if you see one of those driving around, you're probably going to pull him over. Well, just, you'd have to. And you wouldn't even, you wouldn't just give him the, the, the RBT test. You'd probably, you take Mate, photos. Just get out of the car, sir. Get out of the, I want to know if you wobble, if you wobble yep. or waddle, yep. um, or if you have a really good sidestep, because I can't tell. Yeah. Who do you go for, the roosters or the bunnies? In fact, don't answer that, Greg. Yeah. Just just come with me, mate. At the time, he couldn't. He I slurred mean, look, that much. You know, if it comes down to, you know, the biggest fraud in the game, and I think, you know, we've really, we've probably got to put our heads together on this and well, maybe uh, we mate, need your Damon Brown take. I've got to say, uh, look, and not as a player. Mm. I, want to be, I want to preface this because I think this was he's one of the best players to ever lace the boot. Okay. Um, but as a coach, big Malmaninga. Meninga. Massive fraud. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone worships the ground he walks on, thinks he's a genius. Coached the greatest Queensland origin of all time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well done. Uh, you originally coached the Canberra Raiders. Yep. Horribly. Yep. Didn't do anything. Yep. Uh, you went into politics. Tried to coach yourself. How'd that go? Not well. Yep. About three minutes mm-hmm. it lasted and he, he couldn't be asked. Why was that? Uh, because he didn't know the answer to any of the questions. Okay. He didn't know about politics, Yep. which is difficult for a politician. That's I think he made the right call. Um, and then and then now uh, he's coaching the Australian team. Yep. And they're fucking losing. Yeah. So I think I look you, you can play the uh, role of <laughs> judge a strong in this case. case. Um, is he guilty of a fraud no, or is he innocent? If if I had to try and play devil's advocate, yep. I might say, well, no one can teach Canberra how to win. Secondly, I mean yeah, it was a pretty good Queensland side. Maybe inherited that side, but nonetheless, they did win a bit. Mm. Um, Is it possible for anyone to have coached that Queensland team and lost? No. I mean, what would you have said to the nucleus of freaks mm. that would have put them off their game? Oh, that's, that's very difficult. Um, you know, I'm sorry to tell you this team doctor says you've all got, you know, three weeks to live. they probably AIDS. play harder. Because they know there's not many origins but, yeah, left. They're probably going to play harder. Queenslanders I, I really wouldn't give know. a shit about suffering from AIDS. Yeah. They push through. Yeah, that's the irritating yeah. part. They just bleed on you. Yeah, they. In fact, they'd probably try to infect they'd people. Like Gallen bleed on you. Thankfully, yeah. Gallon would be fine because he'd had mainly ram's blood in his veins. But it might, like some of the other guys would. He have been, could be impervious to, you know, disease. because he, he doesn't get sick. He just keeps fucking showing up. Like you, yeah. you'd think he, surely he's going to have a sick day. I think there's a bit of a conspiracy Something. going on with Gallon. I think that uh, I was looking at some old photos of Sydney the other day. It was from 1830. I swear to fucking God, I saw Gallon in this photo. Mate, if he'd been around since 1830, surely he's worked out how to play by now. Oh, yeah. Now, we're finishing the show, Chip, uh, with one of our favourite segments. Mm-hmm. It's, of course, Multi Madness. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I am excited. I'm excited, <laughs> mate. Be careful. The last person who did that was Big Kev before he had a giant coronary. He did, didn't he? He, he, he got too excited. Very excited, you might say. Electrical excitement. He did, yeah. He needed too, those defibrillators, uh, yeah. didn't he? Which unfortunately wasn't in his product suite. Yep. He didn't That's have any what he of needed. those. Yeah. If he had a heart attack on air and then they got like his Big Kev defibrillator. Yep. He'd probably still die because his products were shit. Could we have a brand name Voluntary Tackle Defibrillator? We can try. That would be excellent. What would we use it for? Resuscitating... Uh, our listeners back into consciousness. Yeah, yeah that would be a good That would be start. great, wouldn't that it? Would start there. Fuck, that would help. Because um, I think people... Our switch-off rate, I think, is quite high. I think it could be also down to the fact that we don't put out that many podcasts... It's probably part of at it. ...at the back end of the season. It's a rich tapestry we, of we, shit. We struggle to get that consistency... For some reason. (laughs) but Mate, look, on the betting front, uh, the problem with doing the multi madness uh, segment this week uh, is the fact that there's only one game coming up. Mm. Uh, So you're going to have to really use the Australian Tonga match as the only basis for your multi. Probably pick Australia to win that game. Okay. Well, can you bring it up on your phone, mate? What are the odds? Bringing it up now, mate. Can we get a Fafita send-off? That's not a betting option, I'm afraid. I'm going to tip Fafita for a send-off. On but it's not on there. Yeah, I don't know that, but that's going to happen. All right, just for your own kudos. Yep, that's right. how I roll. Uh, mate, okay, so you want one league Australia to win. That's $1.30. $1.30. And what are you going to roll mm, that 20 into? $0.20 longer than I thought. Yep. Uh, well, on top of a Fafita send-off, I'll go for a triple up. Yep. And I will say there will be plus 60 points scored total. Oh, total, okay. Um, well, that's going to be difficult to find. Bear with me again. Now, mate, you're you're not in luck there, okay? Because sports bet only has over or unders for 42 and a half points, and that's a dollar 90. Do you want to take that on? I think I think I will. Okay, so you want to go over 42 and a half points for a dollar 90 into Australia to win at a dollar 30 into Fafita getting sent off <laughs> or Thanks. 10 minutes. He's going to get a sin bin at least. Yeah. Uh, well, he'll, he'll certainly not concentrate for at least 10 minutes and that, but that shouldn't be a betting option either. Okay, bait So you're hoping to win $2.55. Yep. So you're going low, you're going low ball, but safe. that's fine. You're Reasonably safe, yeah. safe, I think. You are up. I actually won the last one, but I only won $5.50 mm. and you're up to, I think, $55. So you still have a fairly strong lead. Um, but that could be something to secure it for the uh, listeners at home. I'm actually going Latrell Mitchell to be the first try scorer, which is eleven to one into the Kangaroos to win by thirteen plus, which is two dollars ten, equaling twenty two to one. Uh, so hopefully, I will make some ground up on you there, mate. Unlikely. What well, brings us to the end of the show, Chip, and it's always a sad time because mm. I feel. Uh, We just just never know when we're going to actually do another one. Exactly. This could be the last time we ever see each other. Um, So I always feel like that Mm -hmm. when we finish a show. Uh, So a bit melancholy. um, But I know you love to leave the listeners with some kind of advice. I do. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, could you impart that on these seven people now? If you go to the bathroom and you need to do a more significant deposit, don't push. Or what would happen? tends to bleed. Whew. You might have some polyps that you need I th- to be I th- looked at. I think, I think maybe we can do a, a, a second version because I, I don't want to leave too many people with blood and shit. That's, mate, I liked it. Um, <laughs> it's a great motif for the show to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. On that rather unsavoury note, thank you so much for listening. We promise, uh, even though my promises might seem hollow, uh, that we will try to be back more regularly in the future, even in the off-season chip, which I think is going to be a challenge because there's no games being played. Well, what was interesting is we actually started the podcast in the off-season. That is so us, isn't it? When we started it, in the off-season. We started with no football. And we're finishing in the off-season. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Until next time, just do what Sosiah Fecky would do. And be rubbed out of the game for 12 weeks for recklessly leading with your head into a rampaging shoulder of William Slater. Good night. All right, so uh, we're back to our little weird segment at the end just for people who hang in for the show. Uh, and it's our segment where we get two mascots uh, to fight each other and we argue about who would win. Okay, so what we'll need you to do is at random pick two numbers. Um, one. Okay. And unlucky for some, 13. Okay, one and 13. So that's a total of five. That means I'll go back to 2003 And let's have a look here. The competition later in 2003, do you know who won? it was the Penrith Panthers. Penrith Panthers on uh, top spot. And number 13 was? In 2013, that's a really good question. I'll say the Newcastle Knights. No, it was the West Tigers. Of course. So we're going to be doing a Panther versus Tiger. Uh, That's probably the best matchup we've had yet. (laughs) That's going to take way more thought than we're used to. Okay, is it at night? Is it in a tree? Well, what, what's the terrain? Home game should be who finished higher. So okay, it, so Penrith. Yeah, and where does a panther normally live? I think they're tree... Well, they... Like South America, aren't they? Oh, um, or am I thinking of a jaguar? Oh, that's a great question they oh. I think, oh, I have no idea now. I but think a, a panther lives in a South America. And a tiger. See, tigers are pretty good in trees as well from of some of them, particularly mm. Sumatran tigers. Well, fight. look, my only real knowledge of a tiger doing someone damage is when uh, one of those white ones mauled Siegfried from Siegfried and Roy, mm-hmm. uh, and they basically ripped his arm off. Yeah, which Siegfried was, didn't win that no, fight. No, absolutely. Sure. He was out of his depth. Um, but that was, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, the crowd actually cheered when that happened. Yep. Because uh, they didn't like him. If it happened to Roy, they would have been really upset. Um, I'm not sure if that helps us any. I, I, I get the feeling the tiger would win uh-huh. in that in that fight, only because my knowledge of a tiger is far more ferocious than my knowledge of a panther. Well, I've actually gone onto YouTube here and okay. found a tiger fighting a panther. Oh, that's for, a spoiler, is it? Our, for our viewing uh, pleasure. Yeah, and. But you'll have to describe it for the listeners. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's in a, black and white. It's a bit of a melee. At the moment, um, they're, they're both kind of... I, I mean, oh, That can, tiger's going to win easy. You'd call that it? a draw, though, wouldn't you? The tiger's swaggering around. I mean, the panther's chasing up there. He's getting a few shots in. The tiger's jumping. I mean, can it's, I ask you a question? Why is it filled, filmed on like, grainy black and white like it's the Beverly Hillbillies? I think this was the last time that this has ever happened. Right. I think okay. it's a rarity. you know what I reckon is going to happen at the end of this? The humans win because they get someone with a shotgun and they just shoot both of them. They shoot both of them. Yeah. What would you call that, a draw?